listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 So, RJ, let's take a look at that Cleveland line. The Browns move from three to three and a half. Baker Mayfield did everything in practice today, according to head coach Kevin Stefanski, which means he was a full participant today. And Baker, when asked, said he absolutely thinks he has a chance to play this weekend. All right. The question is, what does it make much of a difference? You've got some thoughts on it. Yeah, I said this last week, and I believe it, or I guess earlier this week, well, and I believe it. luckily you believe it if you said it. Yeah, I still believe it. I believe it holds true for this particular matchup, I should say. Uh, I thought that the Browns getting that win over the over the Broncos had something to do with it being a lower-scoring type game. The Broncos not having the offense that you have to get into a track meet with. And this game, once again, against the Steelers, it's going to be the same type of a game. It's going to be a game well, expected where... Expected to be. Expected to be, where if, if you can get to 28 points, you feel like you probably got a good chance of winning that game I think Case Keenum is less of a drop off in those games versus a game where you're going to have to get into a shootout mode and you're going to need good Baker Mayfield to show up okay so you believe Baker is better but in a lower scoring game Browns are favored the theory is you want parity you want you know hey you always want upside but you don't need the upside you you know you need the straighten it's almost like the opposite of the Lions Last week, the Lions needed a, a number of things to go well for them to beat the Rams. So onside kick, fake punt makes sense. High variance here because it's projected to be low scoring. You don't need to have a shocking performance. The steady as you go works. And Case Keenum in the one game. But if you look at the EPA, that's an efficiency stat that the uh, analytics people love. The 12th highest rated quarterback in the NFL this season, Case Keenum, that's better than Baker Mayfield. One game, one game, but impressive so far. Remember, Keenum had a better season in 2017 than Baker ever had. And it was under Stefanski as the, I think, the quarterback's coach, if not, or OC, I'm not sure, in 17. coach, correct. Oh, thank you. Mackenzie Rivers, thank you. I'm R.J. Bell. We're straight out of Vegas. It's a nice pull, though. And the line has gone, thank you, the line has gone up from three to three and a half. Now, is that about Baker? Could be. Not sure. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Now, let's shift gears and talk about quarterbacks in general. Now, Let's think about this. I've got my power ratings. And by the way, I'm going to tweet these out. That's a pretty sheet. It's it's a big tabloid, 11 by 17, full color. You don't have a printer that prints tabloid, do you? I don't. Okay. And you always say you'll bring me one, and then you never do. No, no, no. I said I'd bring you a coupon for one. That was different. (laughs) Now, I'm going to run down the best teams, and let's just think silently. Or you can talk to your friend. How good's the quarterback on these teams? All right, best team, Tampa Bay. Next best, number two, Arizona. I heard someone say they thought if the redraft happened today of the entire league, playground style, right? you go all in the center at half court and you get picked, pick them. First gets next two. That the one person that maybe gets picked before Mahomes, now that Mahomes is having a little downturn, is Kyler Murray. <laughs> I want to be in that guy's draft. Think about who your second pick, who your first and second pick would be as I continue. Okay. Ponder. Okay. Next up, the Dallas, or the Rams. 
Well, Goff's not so. Oh, wait, no. No, okay. Goff's not Stafford. there anymore. Yeah. Dallas, number five. Baltimore. Tennessee. Tannehill, you could say, well, he's not great. Numbers say. Since he's gone to Tennessee, he's been excellent. Kansas City. Now, an exception. New Orleans, question mark. Yep. New Orleans, number nine. Green Bay. Cincinnati. Chargers. Then Browns. So for the top dozen teams, there's one questionable QB. Now, let's read. I won't belabor the point. Let's read the last, uh, from 23 on, the last 10. Carolina, oh. Washington, no. Miami, no, no, no. Chicago, no. Seattle, well, that's without Russell Wilson, no. Giants, maybe, but not now. Jacksonville, maybe, not now. Detroit, no. Houston, no. Jets. So wait a minute. Bottom 10, no quarterbacks. <laughs> Top 12, 11 of 12. Miami is the perfect freaking case for this. They've made every move right for years. They started rebuilding years ago. They hired the right coach. They made trades like... Uh, they got over on the Texans with the Tunsil trade. Like they. Oh, my God. That, I even forgot about that. <laughs> then they got... Uh, I mean, what? They got uh, multiple picks for the three? Yeah. They got they trade back and get a couple. One. I mean, it's like, it's been, I don't, who's the second best wheeler and dealer? I don't even think you can think of a second best I in the last three years. I can off the top years. of my head. And right now, Miami is the 25th best team in the NFL after almost making the playoffs last year. It, there's one reason, right? Yeah. It's quarterback. So you can get everything else right. And quarterback wrong, and you're going to be <clears throat> bottom of the league for the mo- most likely. History tells us now more than ever. Or you can get everything wrong and the quarterback right, and you're going to do better. You won't win it with just a quarterback probably. But you think, now listen, Peyton Manning, this was a different era when in theory quarterback didn't mean as much but there's times that the Colts would have been a bottom five roster if, if, if there was no if every quarterback was the same, like a robot quarterback yeah. that was equal back in Manning's time when it, they were especially in Andrew Luck's time. Yeah, but they never did much with Andrew yeah. Luck. But he he certainly helped them as a I don't know if he was an average slightly above average. I'm not a luck guy. Well, they I mean they won multiple divisions despite having a, probably a bottom 10 roster in the league outside of quarterback. They they kept winning that division. I think maybe Collins propaganda is getting to you there. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you keep saying it long enough people will believe it. But I right, I don't know. But getting back on point is to me how do you get a good quarterback? Is it develop a good quarterback? Maybe, maybe, well, probably. You could say Josh Allen was developed. Yeah. And it was something that has scouts and NFL people befuddled. They're like, how did he how did he get so much better? Other than that, what quarterback looked bad their first year? I mean bad that in in, let's say, bad his second year. Sometimes they'll look sh- okay their first year. Come that second year, even halfway through, they're good or they're not good. Tannehill. Yeah, but, I mean, again, Tannehill's on the cusp of this, I think it's fair to yeah. say. And, and, and again, that, a lot of people are going to say Gase is so bad. But it's a, good, it's, a good, it's a good answer. 
And that, the fact we're reaching for Tannehill, Kirk Cousins, maybe. Except he was not. He didn't even have a chance to play. Yeah. Right. I mean, he was sitting on the bench with RG three. So one and zero in 2012 as a starter. It was rookie year. Okay. So what does that mean? Cousins was pretty good out the gate. Like I was because he's white. Because he was one, one and zero. No. <laughs> no, I mean. Hey, listen, listen. You can't forget Uncle Mike was coaching <laughs> back then. He remembers. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe Derek Carr. Struggled his first couple years, and not that he's well, an elite second. now. What, what, his second year was the MVP year, wasn't it? Oh yeah, I guess it was his second year. <laughs> yeah, that's the opposite of struggling. Yeah. So it doesn't happen. So in general, it's not about. And the question we've been trying to figure out here with the Kirk Cousins distractions and the luck distraction is: is quarterbacks are they developed or are they born? You have to hit a home run in the draft. And the Miami Dolphins. Did they contemplate taking Herbert? I don't know. Because Tua was hurt. Tua had an almost career-ending hip injury. You, you would have had a reason not to take Tua if you, if you were leaning towards the but other if way. You tank for Tua. Right, but, no, but because of that injury, I don't think anyone would have blinked an eye had they taken Herbert over Tua. I think people would have. I think it would have been a big story, though. Come game or draft day, it got to about even money, and even a week before, it was unlike. I mean, Herbert was surging, right? But Herbert, we, let's not do revisionist history. Herbert was. The narrative was, oh, another stiff that has all the tools. He never had any fire. You know, the Oregon, he had four years at Oregon, no betters last year than his second year. That, that was the narrative. And he's shocked people. But can we really say the Chargers were good in that pick? Yeah, but how much luck was there? A huge amount of luck. Well, because if if the Dolphins take Tua, then they're or if Dolphins take Herbert, they're stuck with Tua, and now the Chargers are dumb, and the Dolphins but are. They smart. might be selling. They might have been dancing. Do we really? I mean, the point is, we don't know, and what we know is, there's no signs to this because who's the last like sure thing? Andrew Luck, okay? probably. And again, I think a Midland career, maybe slightly above Midland. And then who's been the second most sure thing since? Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Let's call it, uh, let's be very gentlemanly and say incomplete so far. Who's the third of the last 10 years? Sure thing. Hasn't really been one. Okay. There are no, kind of good that there hasn't been, right? This year there was talk, we might never have five such elite uh, quarterbacks all at the same time. Uh, we're not going to have five elite ones, and we might have zero elite ones. Really, we don't know. But the point I'm making is when only one thing matters, the, here's an analogy for poker. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. You ever play low spade in the hole or a game like that? No. So it's seven-card stud, but you get half the pot if you have the low spade in the hole. Okay. So aces are low. So you got the ace of spades in the hole. You got half the pot. So you're just, it's luck. It's pure. It's like having three wild, you know, uh, deuces, sevens, and tens wild. The skill diminishes greatly. The luck goes way up, right? Sure. Okay. That's what's happening in the NFL. If you hit on a quarterback with a lot of luck, you are going to be top 12 in the league pretty much the next 15 years if they're elite elite. If you don't have a quarterback, you can't hardly be top 12. It's like a long, long, long shot. And since that is the deciding factor in the NFL, 
today and it has a huge element of luck, then the next 10 years of Super Bowls are going to have more luck in them than any time in history. This is why the Rams look so brilliant for giving up a like I you, you said say I was brilliant well you are of course but <laughs> well. with the analogy put a crumb cake around the neck of of Jared Goff and give give the the Lions a first round pick to take him and get a sure thing in Matt Stafford compare that to what the 49ers did and mortgage the future for a guy who at best is a coin flip like a, a, like you say a lottery ticket be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test, we've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday, so do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. Let's take a look at the biggest games of the weekend, now, RJ. you're a college football guru. The number one winning percentage of pregame.com last year, number one winning percentage the year before, and you're winning this year. Georgia, Florida, Georgia on the road favored by 14. Yeah, Georgia has allowed 46 points this season through seven games. Florida allowed 49 against LSU in their last game. So this is a a situation where a rivalry game, you've got one team that's way up and one team that's way down. And (laughs) historically, when Georgia's been good and Florida's been unranked, Georgia has dominated this series. Florida's got two quarterbacks. They're switching back and forth. Both of them turning the ball over way too much. Georgia should be in a position to roll here, coming off a bye, focused. And this is the last real test on Georgia's schedule before they get to the SEC championship. They've got Mizzou and Vanderbilt coming up after this. This is so in the swamp. Th- no, this is a neutral site game. Oh, okay. The, okay. the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, they call it. Oh, so every year this is neutral yes, site? Yes, neutral oh, okay. site every year. Kind of like the Oklahoma Texas. Kind of like that. Okay, 14 points, 86% of the cash on Georgia. Now, what I would say for sure is when a line is right on a key number, you want to, if you're a serious better, you wait and see if it starts moving one way or the other. If you like the dog, it starts moving up, you wait, you wait, you grab the 14 and a half. But let's say it starts moving the other way down. If you're fast, you can grab some late 14s. So betters who are serious are going to be attentive, especially when they have bets to make on these big, big lines. Now, if you're more recreational, not really. Yeah, and this is a situation where the number one team, I would expect money, late money to come in on Georgia. Uh, all right, let's go to the NFL. Let's talk about the Cowboys and the Vikings, RJ. C- Cowboys one-point favorites. Okay, now think about this. This is Dallas on the road, and they're favored. It's like Minnesota is above average team in the NFL. They're one point better than average in my power rankings. But Dallas is four and a half points better. So as much as like the Cowboys have had excitement in years past, there was a sense of, what was it, Dak's uh, rookie year, they went like 12 and three uh, or 12 and four was, I can't, yeah, in that range. But this is the best, highest power-rated Cowboy team in five years, easy, and it's not even close. Right now, I've got Dallas as the fifth-best team in the NFL, better than Baltimore, better than Tennessee, better than Kansas City, 
better than Green Bay, better than Cincinnati, better than the Chargers, Dallas. And Minnesota's better than most teams think, and Dallas is still a road favorite. Dak's rookie year was 13-3. and three. I think this team's probably power-rated even higher than that team. For the last- this is the game that people are going to talk about for years to come. Well, not really, but it's probably the biggest game of the week. Well, maybe. Yeah, I hmm. There's a lot of candidates for best game of the week this week. I think yeah. without the without the COVID stuff, you would say Green Bay, Arizona. But I think I, I think there's several yeah, games you we'll could make that a case tomorrow for. for sure. Chargers at home, favored by six against the Patriots. Now, I would say the following: the Chargers are a team that the power ratings don't like. So I have 10 different power ratings I use to kind of gauge mine. 538, The Athletic, not Mike Sando, DVOA, et cetera, et cetera. And look at the range. The high has the Chargers three points better than an average team. Okay, that would have them as the seventh best team in the league. The low has them as a below average team. The Athletic, who historically their power rankings are the most accurate, they say that the Chargers are a below-average team. That is, if you actually look at the variance, as they call it, with the Chargers, they're the 28th widest range, meaning some power ratings say high, some say low. Which you're you're a fan of the Chargers. I am a fan of the Chargers. Uh, an admirer. Uh, yeah, I, th- I think this team is better than than most power ratings would suggest. I think they're they're closer to that seven eight range than they are to below average. So the Ravens game was just an aberration. I, I mean, it's the one bad game they've had this year, really. Oh, when you lose, you, it's a bad game. Okay, but, but it's a hor- It was a horrible game. I I think Herbert. I think Herbert is more about potential. I think he looks good. He has a strong arm. If you're a Chargers fan, you're going to want the Chargers for sure. To you're going to feel, I guess maybe the way to say it is, you're going to feel good about the Chargers with Herbert. But how good is he right now? Good, but I don't think he's great. Well, and the worst game he's played in his career came last year against Bill Belichick and the Patriots. And remember, the Chargers staff is probably going to say it's, they're not going to trick us like they did last year. <laughs> and one last thing is the Patriots. That's a team that gets better as the year progresses. Now, you add in a rookie quarterback that's going to trend up. Whatever Patriots do now, expect them to get better and better as the year progresses. Dealing with a dead battery, head to AutoZone, America's number one battery destination. They offer free battery services like free battery testing and free battery charging. Next time you're having battery trouble, head to AutoZone, your battery solution and America's number one battery destination. Now, if you look at the bottom of the league is... These are some of the worst teams. So the best team, Tampa Bay, seven and a half points better than an average team. The Texans are nearly 10 points worse than an average team. The Jets right now are the worst team in the NFL with a backup quarterback. They're 10 points worse than an average team. So it's not like an even normal distribution. Like there's nice little graphs. There's a big fat tail, and that's the losers down at the bottom. And you think about it. I mean, you look at it. Carolina, Washington, Miami, Chicago, Seattle, Giants, Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston, Jets. These are some bad teams. Yeah, and bad quarterbacks to bring it back around. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live.